another episode of Emmanuel's Emmanuel Pastors Podcast. That intro music again is Rudimentary Sciences, our very own John Rude. We are very grateful, John, for letting us use that. Um, and I am Nathan, one of the pastors at Emmanuel, and my sidekick compadre is Theo. Say hi, Theo. What's up? You're in the hot seat this time. I'm going to be asking you questions about what you've been reading lately. So Hmm. uh, we did an episode called Why Read Books. We did an episode about what Nathan's been reading lately. And we're trying to encourage people to be be readers, Uh, especially during this time when you can't leave your house. So uh, we're not against, you know, looking at Facebook and keeping up with people on Instagram or not against watching a Netflix or a movie, but we're just trying to make a plug for, Hey, work into that, uh, some disciplined reading. So Hmm. Theo, you've read a lot of books. Um, what have you been thinking about lately and where's God been having you in your, in your reading habits? Uh, my reading habits have been like pretty, pretty uh honestly like pretty narrow lately part of that has to do with just me keeping up with stuff for school and and different things like that uh so i haven't uh, like a lot of it it's it's really theology heavy and it's really okay it's really like uh yeah it's just it's just what it is right now i remember Um, uh learning what the word commencement meant means which is like the beginning right Instead Hmm. of the culmination of your learning, it's actually the beginning of learning. So when you graduate, I remember having this great freedom. I'd learned how to read. I'd learned (laughs) what was good and what was bad. I'd learned how to think and engage. But I'd I'd been told what to read and I'd been sort of dictated to. And I loved that freedom after being done with with, uh, at least full-time school. And then I took 10 years off of any kind of school um, to just read what I wanted to. Yeah. But you're still kind of in that phase where right now you're you got lots of books on your syllabus that you have to read. Yeah. Right. So uh I mean it's good. I, I like some of the books are great and some of them are uh it's okay. It's not bad. Yeah, right. Hmm. Yeah. But it's a good discipline to force yourself to finish it be honest to say you read it right <laughs> yeah. for your grade so what classes are you taking right now uh, I'm taking um, I'm taking scholarship in the Christian mind which is just kind of teaching you how to think about uh, yeah how to like do Christian academics basically uh, I'm taking um, right. pastoral worship which is a pretty practical course on how a pastor uh, leads a church in, in worship and ministry and, and stuff like that, which is pretty good. Um, and then I got a course in uh, the Synoptics and Acts uh, that I'm going through right now, and then a course on the Pentateuch and some historical books in the Old Testament. Wow. So... Cool. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, fun times. 
good stuff all good stuff so yeah. yeah so what have you been so for that christian mind one i mean that's a little bit up this alley of being a a reader right yeah. that'd be part of it a little bit it, it's got a, it's, there's a lot of some of it is that and then some of it is a lot of like the politics of how to how to get your academic work out there and stuff like that and uh, I see some of it some of it is yeah it's helpful gotcha. information but it, it sometimes it's kind of discouraging to hear about so yeah um, yeah but it's okay so what was what were, what are some of the textbooks for that class were any that were good uh, for that class I had to read a book on um, I didn't have to read the whole thing, but like one on Christian education, which had some useful articles. Just trying to think through what's what's the aims of Christian education. Uh, what are we attempting to do? Uh, the the general thesis of that book was just um, I think it's just um, Christian education like really dovetails pretty closely with discipleship. So huh. it's 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 got like a they were arguing that like a lot of Christian education has a more holistic vision of not just giving you information but like training you in how to think and live life in the world as a as a Christian which was an interesting concept um, yeah I, that's I mean I think of Wheaton College and they're really doubling down on this right now but even when I was there it was celebrating the liberal arts right it's just learning how to think and engage with many different disciplines yeah. that aren't necessarily about how to get a high-paying job and learn a skill that yeah. will make money. Although that's a I mean, part is, of society. Yeah, for sure. It, I, it's kind of weird for me to talk about it because I, you know, I, I went I went to a, a a Bible college and then I went to a seminary afterwards. So a lot of my my time is just spent uh, in the humanities, um, so like so I, I don't know. Sometimes people can ask me, you know, like with with STEM sciences uh, being like the way the the norm now for like how you make money, how you make a job. Like what what's what's so important about what, literature, philosophy, history, uh, yeah. and, and those things and. I've had had to like think about that a lot. Um, hmm. I think interesting. I think what I would what I would like say is that, it, and, and just a short snippet, like uh, as important as hard sciences are for for the pragmatics and, and uh, of daily life. Uh, there's there's just there's just more to life than than just that perspective on things like. Uh, there are things that you can't measure with uh, with a ruler or a, a test tube. Um, mm. You can't measure love, affections, feelings, emotions, uh, pain, loss. Uh, and then for like Christians, like there's a lot of things about God and and the way we're supposed to live and and things like that that you can't you can't simply get at by just studying the world in this one dimensional aspect. So. Huh. Um, interesting. 
Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. one book. The other book that I was reading for that class was kind of... It's basically I had to write a book review, so they told me, like, pick a book and uh, let us know what you, what you think about it. Uh, so I read a book called The Word Made Flesh by Ian McFarlane's, and it's basically his... Uh, Ian McFarlane's a Lutheran theologian, and it's his uh, most current project detailing a theology of the incarnation mm. yeah um is it is it dense or is it it well, was like a i mean it was it was uh it was some it was some pretty complicated stuff in there i i won't even yeah yeah it it, it, it it's not even that long of a book i have it in front of me i think it's like like two roughly a little over 200 pages but it it took me a while to get through it and to really think through all the arguments he was making yeah um, yeah uh, he's got a good project he, he had this idea of um, basically when you study uh, the, the development of Christology throughout the ages um, there's this pushback in sort of the modern age to say that like uh, traditional Chalcedonian Christology um, doesn't do a good enough job emphasizing the importance of Christ's humanity and so from that you get a lot of people who either uh, dismiss the divinity of Christ and just try to see his life as like an exemplary human being or they, they try to explain those divine parts of Christ's life as merely like a, an exemplary expression of like he's just a really great person or he was he was in touch with a higher principle or, or something like that and so his project was to argue that um, if you really take the time to look at the resources that were being developed uh, during the time of uh, uh, the Council of Chalcedon uh, you end up with you, you can develop a, a theology of Jesus Christ wherein um, Christ's humanity is, is really human it's, it's really just like us but in his humanity uh, God reveals the fullness of who he is um, and so uh, you know, I reviewed the book I, I, I looked through some stuff there's some quirks He's, he's not an evangelical by any means, so he does kind of play... He has respect for the Bible, but he does kind of play a little bit loose with it sometimes. Um, I've noticed that. So you'll read... Is it good to read books by people who are from different theologies? Different theological traditions or positions, you think? Yes, just, just, I don't think everybody has to do that. I think um, it's important for some people to do that. Uh, yeah. Just to, these things tend to have a, a way of, you know, the ideas being set forth in the academy generally tend to end up around the lay people in some way or another. And when you have, like, nobody who is established in 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 like 
historic Christian faith that's reading that stuff, then it's just like, you don't really have a good response to that. You don't really know what to do when those things come down. So, right. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's... Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say not not like everybody a, needs to be reading that. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's like, you should prioritize reading that kind of stuff. I think it's... Uh, prioritize reading the best books of theology, uh, old school classics, and then when you come to stuff like new ideas and stuff like that, you have like uh, a basis of, of resources that you can use to uh, evaluate and critique different yeah. ideas and stuff like but that. But it's it's good to know, isn't it? As if you're just a regular church member, that your pastor is able to engage with different ideas, new ideas, has, has thought about this stuff, and uh, even if we're, we're not saying that everybody in the church needs to be reading um, you know, the newest stuff on post-critical theology or new perspective, or but that your pastor has engaged it or knows how to, that's, that's reassuring, I think, so yeah. good I for mean, you. I mean, I'm trying to like understand it and stuff like that. There are some stuff he says that I do think are like insightful in in ways that like I do think sometimes like some of our cultural Christianity just uh, we we just don't like tend to like think about those things. Um, so uh-huh. uh, one of the things that I thought like he said that was really it's been on my mind a lot just thinking about it as. Uh, his understanding that the, the that when Christ rises from the dead um, we shouldn't think of it as like uh, and then like from then on like Jesus Christ is just uh, is just like fully like detached from his suffering on earth like permanently uh there's a sense in which uh um he words it differently i have to think about how he words it but like there's a sense in which revelation in which it still shows the lamb of god sitting on the throne it it says things like the lamb crucified sitting on the throne um and so he he wants to kind of like carefully draw out that idea of like uh the risen lord that we serve is the risen Lord who uh, was crucified for us. Uh, I'm not wording that right. I have to think about how to say that right. Hmm. But I don't know. It was a good book. I would uh, I'd, I would, recommend it for like thinking through how to inter- interact with a bunch of different sources because he, he definitely reads like everybody. He reads the Reformed tradition. He reads Lutherans. He reads Catholics. And then he synthesizes his ideas in biblical theology. So I was very impressed with his work, even though there were some quirks that I was like, I'm not sure, sir, I can go down with that. So. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, where were we? Uh, Uh, (laughs) Jeez. I'm just working through my stuff. I'm, just I'm trying to get my ideas. Good out. job, good job, man. Yeah. You're smart, You're smart guy. I'm uh, not that smart. What else? I, if I was smarter, I could like do a better job at the stuff I'm doing. But it's okay. <laughs> uh, 
yeah the other book that i read for school that like i i just have with me around right now is um it's called ministry and the image of god um by stephen siemens and uh, this book is interesting it's for uh the pastoral uh pastoral theology class uh also some quirks but he's he's an evangelical and he's um basically his idea is he's trying to argue he's trying to think through um how does the implications of the trinity um change the way we view our own ministry our own uh lives and stuff Mm. like that Mm. um some aspects of it i'm i think are a little bit shaky i think but uh one of the things he did that like he was pointing out that was just like helpful for me in thinking through stuff is um he was pointing to the way like jesus talks about the father and every time he he does his ministry and he would say something like um all i do is what the father tells me to do um and one of the things he was kind of what's this guy's name what's his name uh steven steven siemens does he teach at asbury uh yeah yeah uh i heard a I heard a lecture by him it sounded familiar yeah I, that was really helpful for me yeah, yeah go on yeah yeah I remember that yeah so basically like the thing that he he thought i i got one of the things i got out of it I'm, I'm still working through the book was that like when jesus came to earth like he could have done so many things uh he mm-hmm. could have like healed so many people and done so many things um but he was being led by the spirit by the father to do very specific things that the lord had for him to do and so his argument to to like christian ministers is like when we're trying to do ministry like jesus did like there's going to be a tendency for us to feel like we need to do everything and and get everything done and and, uh and fix everything ourselves um but that's just that's unrealistic and it's it's gonna burn you out and you're gonna you're gonna get frustrated that way um and he's so true yeah if you want to model the way like jesus is doing ministry it's you you do what the lord has for you to do today and the lord calls you to do today Um, yeah that's really really good for us and yeah especially in this season right like where there's I've struggled with that. I've been talking with you about it a little bit, like the temptation to be like, <gasps> I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to hold the church together. I got to, I got to check with this person. I got to talk to this person. I got to do, and I got to earn my paycheck and I got to, <laughs> and uh, I think God's just humbling us and just saying, guys, I'm God. I'm the good shepherd. Jesus is the chief shepherd. And even if you can't be, with everybody all the time just do what you but i'm telling you to do today you know yeah um that's freeing yeah i don't know when i was reading it i was kind of like it it was just i I was kind of in a weird place because i was thinking about um you know being i think i think i've like technically just been a pastor for like a month now and then it, it all kind of happened when like yeah. the whole virus thing broke out and I was like there were moments where I was just like praying I was like Lord I can't I can't do this God <laughs> I am 
I don't know how to help people. I don't. I don't really know. I like feel like they deserve like a more competent minister or, or something like that. And then like like reading that was just like, you know, like Jesus's ministry wasn't based on like, even though he's perfect and, and he can he can do all those things. It like fundamentally, it's not based on like, like his his abilities. It was based on him being obedient to what the father told him to do and him doing it in the power of the spirit and that was like that was really eye-opening for me and and like encouraging for me it's like i can't i can't be all the things that like i feel like i need to be but like i can obey and uh do it as best as i can and care for people like that and that's been helpful for me to think like that is he talking there about the baptism of Jesus and the identity of Christ uh, as a beloved son? Does a little bit. I haven't, I haven't finished the book yet, so there, there's still some stuff here I need to I see. work through. But Anything else you've been reading? Uh, those two were like the books for school. And then for Fran... Jeez. Uh, I read I read James Dolezal's All That Is In God. Uh, That's your fun a, book. That was my fun book. I don't know what to say, man. <laughs> nice. I, I, as I, yeah, I I have a stack of books like next to my desk right now, and a good almost I think like almost all of them are like theology books. Yeah, so yeah. I I'm really. I really should break out and try to read other stuff, but I don't know. I mean, part of it has been like, for me, it's, it's like, you know, as I'm training to be a pastor and stuff like that, it's like, well, like, I want to learn as much as I can to be the best theologian that I can be in the season of life. And then when it's over, like, I'll, I'll stretch and I'll, I'll figure some stuff out. Right. But yeah, that's where God called you to Hmm. right now. Um, that book I've, heard about and wanted to read it's about uh the simplicity of god yeah yeah uh yeah uh, classical theism i think uh the idea that we, we've we've talked about this a lot in, in the church and in different places uh like me, me and enoch talk about it a lot in sunday school and stuff like that uh the, the way that's like been helpful for me to break down that idea is like for for human beings um, there's a lot of things that cause us to be and and act the way we do you know we're we're uh, we're humans we are made of uh, you know matter uh, physical composition a whole bunch of different things uh, there were you know there's we have a history there's uh, you know, families behind us who, like, we came from and that, that influences us. Uh, and then, you know, our final goal in life is ultimately to glorify God, but sometimes because we sin, we don't follow our final goal and we, we go on and do other things that we want to do. Um, uh, divine simplicity kind of breaks that down and it, it asks the question of, like, all right, like who who is God and why does He do what He does? And ultimately, um, all it says is that uh, God is simply God. There's nothing underneath God that like 
like if you compile like love goodness and truth together and then mix it up in a vat that like that'll produce god no god is just uh who he is simply he does the things that he does because he's god uh he makes the decisions that he makes because he's god um and on all of the other attributes of god um love justice uh goodness mercy are just small human ways of glimpsing the big reality that is god um and that's the it's a complicated concept uh and the implications of it so you're saying simplicity is complex yeah oh for sure (laughs) um yeah okay gotcha yeah the reason like i kind of like the the doctrine of divine simplicity a lot um is it, it honestly comes back to like uh, the book we talked about in like the first uh, book podcast was was uh, um, like Knowing God by J.I. Packer um, I, th- I think like there are some quirks with the way J.I. Packer sets up some ideas but I, I love that book and I, I talk about this a lot that um, one of the things that that book opened my eyes to was that God's love for us it was never based on how good we are or like what we could do for God now or in the future or our potential. It it was solely based on the fact that God is love and he chooses to express his love to us by saving us. And that's, um, underneath that idea is this idea that like God's love is never coerced. It's never, uh, you, you can't work hard enough to earn it. You can't look attractive enough to God. Uh, he just, he just loves you and that's, that's it. And so, um, one of the things that Dolzo brings out is that like, if, if what we're saying about God is true in this way, then God's love for you now is at its max that it ever has been and ever will be. Uh, it's not going to change and then you're going to do bad things and then God's going to love you less and then God's going to uh, you're going to do good things and then God's going to love you more later no, God loves you because he's God and he chose to hmm. and that remains consistent now throughout eternity so it's good stuff I'm glad you are wired differently than me and so. you're one of our pastors and that you're digesting this stuff and then bringing it down to our level through Sunday school and stuff conversations I know you're having in, in this podcast so appreciate that and yeah. I know that, that the, the books that you, you've been reading lately aren't necessarily going to be the ones that uh, a, a mom who's up in the middle of the night feeding a kid is going to be reading probably I don't know maybe not probably but not there are some people in our church that are in that position or wired that way um, that uh, might enjoy some of these kinds of books. Yeah, so. I would say. Are there any books I, you're looking? Oh, go ahead. Oh, like you know, you you. I'm 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 weird. I'm kind of a nerd, and like when I get fixated on a topic, I just kind of like try to learn as much as I can and, and read as much as I can about it. Um, there was like a so like one of the things that was useful for me in like this whole like 
uh, pandemic thing uh, was a, a quote by, by C.S. Lewis who he basically said something to the effect of uh, you know some people who um, don't feel anything when they read, it, read a devotional book can sometimes gain something if they like sit down and try really hard to work through a hard doctrine of Christianity yeah um, I think he said with, so, a pi- with a pipe in his mouth. Yeah. Is that part of the quote? Yeah. Yeah. I, li- uh, I like pipe, that quote. Pipe and pencil. Um, pipe and pencil, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't say, like, everybody needs to be like me, but, like... Um, or everybody needs know, to smoke. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, uh-huh. right. Go ahead. But, I mean, sometimes, like, for me, like, when I when I got scared and, and I was, like, like, not sure how everything was going, it was mm. it was helpful for me to work through a book that was hard like that yeah and like think about like who god is and how much bigger and greater he is than i am um and that, that like that's got that, like helped me out a lot kind of shook you out of the these temporary news headlines and stuff yeah something yeah. rock solid and eternal yeah, that's good. So man. I don't know. I, I'm not saying like you have to read that book, but like, um, right? May like if you do want to stretch yourself into like reading Knowing God or, or something like that, like, m- like maybe it could be helpful for you to like, uh, like yeah. fixate yourself on on something that's that's bigger than us, kind of. That's a good word. Yeah, I think we'll end it there. Uh, hopefully, that's that's been a helpful conversation for you guys to listen in on. And we'll keep having them and dropping them for you guys. Um, again, let us know if you're listening, if this is helpful, or any requests you have of other topics for us to kick around. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you.